So the micro actions are the smallest possible action that you will actually take. And if you are feeling frozen, then your micro action is not small enough. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone. I'm your host, Anna Malikian, and my mission is to support individuals and organizations to increase their impact while avoiding burnout. If you want to work smarter, not harder, I can help you. If you want to go from burnout to full engagement, let's talk. Reach me at Anna, A-N-A, at mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. You can also access all the episode notes, links, and other amazing resources at mindset.zone. Our special guest is Bevan Ferran, and Bevan is a speaker, a coach, and the author of Your Damn Manifesto, Discover the Keys to Personal Transformation and Bring Your Biggest Dreams to Life. She's on a mission to support others, bring their big, bold, crazy dreams to life, even after going through deeply challenging experiences. And she has walked her talk. So welcome to the Mindset Zone, Bevan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about our conversation today. And I had the pleasure to read your book that I love how practical and to the bolts and nuts it is. And I'm very curious, or I think... I have uh, some idea, but I really, I would like you to listen from you and having you share. Why did you decide to write this book? You know, it's a very meta answer <laughs> in that I truly use everything that I teach. And, you know, one of my methodology is called the do the damn thing method. And your damn manifesto and crafting your damn manifesto is the first step in that process. And I have taught that. It is what I speak from the stage about. But I wanted to create something that made this methodology really accessible to people so that they could read the book and craft their own damn manifesto. What I've started is called the Take the Damn Chance Movement. And I started this because back in 2019, I was surprised by my husband that he was going to take me to France for my 40th birthday. And two weeks after that, I lost my job. And it was the third time in under 10 years that I'd lost my job. And I decided that I didn't want to put the financial health of my family into the hands of any one person anymore. I wanted to start my own business, work with clients. And so I started what I called collaborate.work. We decided to try it as a test project. We had two young children. So my husband was a little bit freaked out yes. <laughs> that I wasn't going to go find a job, but he was my biggest cheerleader. So we decided to try it as a test concept. And if I could make $5,000 by the end of August, then I would continue with yes. it. And I did. I made $0 in June, $1,000 in July. You know how entrepreneurial yes. journeys go. <laughs> And then I made $5,000 um, in August. I'd hit my goal. Now, when I say like that was a very fast entrepreneurial journey, usually it can take people a year to hit their first $5,000 month. 
but by the time we left for our trip or we were getting ready to leave for our trip, I'd made $35,000 in my business. So it was definitely picking up. So even though we thought this trip was totally crazy because we were going to be in planes the same amount of time we were going to be on the ground, we decided to go and had this beautiful trip to France, celebrating my 40th birthday with the love of my life and my best friend reconnecting to who we were before we had kids and before we got married and before we had these, you know, careers that continued to grow in stress. And he looked at me at one point when we were walking in the rain, because it rained the entire time. (laughs) Um, And he said, I feel like I'm reconnecting to the real you. Wow. And that felt so true. And we came back from that trip. It was Thanksgiving week. So Mark had taken the entire week off work. And we got ready around the house and we uh, took our daughter to her first movie theater show. And we had 25 people coming for Thanksgiving. So his parents drove in and my family. And the day after Thanksgiving, I went upstairs to wake up Mark and he wasn't breathing. And he had passed away in the middle of the night, completely unexpectedly. We had no idea that he had undiagnosed heart disease And one of his arteries was 95% blocked and the other was 50% blocked. Now, all of a sudden, I was the sole solo parent, sole financial provider to two kids under three. This business was picking up, but it had not stood the test of time, showing me that it was going to be consistent. And I'm doing this life, this completely shaken up feels wrong life without my best friend and the love of my life and my biggest cheerleader by my side. About a month after that, I made a post on Facebook about the trip and my birthday and losing Mark. And I ended that post by saying, whenever you're faced with a choice, just take the damn trip. Because I was so happy that we had gone on that trip together, that we had chosen, even though it seemed completely crazy, to do that. And I got so many messages from people about how that resonated with them, how they had a special trip that they had taken with their dad before he passed away, or there was something coming up and they were going to say no because life was crazy, but now they were going to say yes. Or more importantly, what I saw was that people were reaching out saying, I'm not going to keep pushing this dream to the side. And so it originally was called the take the damn trip movement, (laughs) but it's called (laughs) people thought I was a vacation planner. So I've changed it to the take the damn chance movement. And I looked back at all of the hard things, all of the deeply challenging experiences that I've been through, not just losing Mark and becoming a widow at the age of 40, But losing my dad to cancer when I was 24, losing my home in a house fire in 2010, Um, my kiddos are IVF babies. So going through years of fertility treatments and a miscarriage to have them. And I also looked at the most incredible things that I had created. So having those kiddos, growing my business successfully, having this really connected, powerful relationship with Mark even. And at that point, I started to ask myself, what is it that I do differently than other people? Not better by any means, but just differently. 
And that's where I started to develop the DAM framework. So I'm not just a little bit sweary. It actually does stand for, for something. something. <laughs> and I will ask you to describe it in a moment. But yeah. one thing that I really want to underline that I love about your work is that, yes, there is a craziness. I mean, craziness, I, maybe it's not the right word, but the willingness to dream big. Yeah. And at the same time, you are very pragmatic. And yes. we can see that in the book. So is that two energies that I think make a big magic to happen? It's not Thank just you. having the dream. You transform the dream in a concrete, solid thing that has actions. So tell me a little bit about the framework of them. Yes. Well, and what you said is is so critical to the work that I do, because if you don't take action towards your dream, then you're going to be frustrated you're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel unfulfilled. And that's actually the saddest place to me for you to be is that you know what you want, but you're not taking action towards it. So the damn framework is decide and declare, attend your own party, moments, not minutes, and now is the time. And your damn manifesto really fits solidly in the decide and declare part. And I know we're going to get into that, but I want to touch on the other three a little bit. So the attend your own party is really about how it's your mindset. It's exactly what you teach all day, every day. It is how we create our experience through our own filters, through our own thoughts. And we want to stay present in the moment, comparing ourselves to ourselves and not to other people, staying out of the what if as much as possible and into the what is, because that is where we make the strongest decisions. I was just listening to one of your older episodes about the space between ah. stimulus and response. Yep. That's that present moment. Yep. And that Absolutely. is where, that's where you make your strong decisions from. Yes. And it's so important. So decide and declare, and we will go back there. Then yeah. the, uh, that is the D, then the A, attend your own party that you are saying is all the mindset is mm -hmm. what is being in the moment. And then the M and the N. So the M, the moments, not minutes, is giving ourselves that permission to stay present in the moment. Because when we do, when we're present with who we are with and what we're doing, then we're not straddling that line between, oh, I should be with my kids, but I need to be working and I'm not really fully present in either of them. So I'm not experiencing them. And then I feel this guilt at all times. So if instead we're looking, we're staying in the moment and we're cognizant of the fact that minutes, we can have, we have so many minutes in our lives. But the moments are really what is going to matter. And I, this, this uh, moments, not minutes was solidified for me when I looked back at losing my dad to cancer, because the day, two days before he passed away, I was home visiting him and I wrote him a letter just about those moments that mattered to me, dancing with him at my sister's wedding, you know, seeing him get a pie in the face at a company picnic, like just these moments that stuck out. And I ended up, instead of mailing the letter, I ended up handing it to him mm -hmm. and saying, you know, dad, I, this feels a little awkward, but this is a letter I wrote, just some important things. And I love you. I'll call you when I get back to Chicago. And 
he called me or I called him the next day and said, I'm home. I'm safe. Um, he said, thank you so much for that letter. It means the world to me. I love you very much. And that was the last time I spoke to him because he passed away the next day. And so as hard as it was to lose him, it felt a little bit easier because I had expressed and shared the moments that had meant so much to me. And I want to underline something there because I think your them uh, movement goes from the big things in life, like starting a business, buying a house, going to their trip, but also the small and equally important mm-hmm. thing like write that damn letter because mm-hmm. sometimes we have the impulse, oh, I should write and say something to somebody or even an email and, oh, maybe it's not the right time. Oh, maybe... And we don't write it. Right. Yeah. Somebody recently asked me if it was easier to lose somebody unexpectedly or to know, you know, through through a long drawn out illness or just to know that it was coming. And I said to them, well, for us, for Mark and I, it, I think it was, I think if we'd known that he was sick and he could pass away at literally any night, we might've lived our life differently. We might not have had my son because Mm -hmm. Mark may not have wanted to leave, potentially leave me with two children. Um, We might not have gone to France, like all of these things that we might've done differently. So, but I was, we were really big on every night. I love you so much. You know, just like we really, we, we were strong communicators. And so what I said to her, because she had lost her brother after an illness. And I said, I don't know what's easier, but what I know is that, and this goes back to the A and the M, we cannot choose what happens to us. We can only choose how we respond. Yep. So the truth is I lost Mark unexpectedly. And if I want to create some extra suffering for myself, then I can fight the, man, I can fight reality. Like I want him back. I want another day. I want another hour, but I don't have those things. And so instead I just choose how I share the stories about him with our kids and how I choose my biggest, boldest dream, which was that I decided to move forward with the third round of IVF that Mark and I had been planning before he passed away. And so I am now the mama of three kiddos (laughs) (laughs) under the age of seven, because I gave birth to Mark's and my daughter 20 months after he passed away. Those are the moments Those are choosing my own party and my own thoughts. So truly, once you see these things, you can't unsee them and you can't unsee them in the small moments and the big ones. And tell me about the M. The N? The the, the N. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The N is now is the time. And look, I'm living proof of we don't know what's going to happen at any instant to ourselves or our families, our homes, our jobs. And I will often say to people, that's not a reason to live scared. It is a reason to live fully. There is never going to be a perfect day for you to start a new business, to write a book, to start dating again, to meet somebody new, to expand your family. There's never a perfect day. So why not today to get started? And with that, I get it that the hardest place to be is at the beginning 
because we're standing still because of inertia. And the things I say to people about that, I, first of all, I break it down and say, you want to start with micro actions. Yes. And I'm and before going there, because I want to yeah. explore that concept, yeah. I really love the concept of micro action. But before going there, I think is another thing that you do very well in the book. That is a very easy read for anybody. Please get her book because it's so easy to read. And you have a methodology there. Explain ABC is really great. <laughs> uh, that congratulations about that. But one of one of the things that you say about your decision to have your ter- third child is that you knew that if you didn't did it when you were in your seventies, mm-hmm. that was what you were going to regret. Yeah, yeah, I thought about it, and for me, the decision was so easy, but the execution obviously yeah. took work. There were so many parts and pieces to put in, but I knew so deeply that. It was the thing I would regret. And I have come to see that nobody else is ever going to have to live with your regrets. We sort of stumble around unconsciously asking people for permission by saying things like, I'm thinking about quitting my job. Do you think that I should? Or I really want to move to Italy. What do you think? And it's that question mark at the end that is asking them for their permission. And the problem with that is that they try it on for size. And if they are at all uncomfortable for them, they'll start to eat away at your dream because they want to keep you safe. That is that is not a bit, uh, how do you say it's not from a bad place? Sometimes it's not they malicious. Are, yeah. yeah. It's just that they care about you and they don't want to see you get hurt and they don't want to see you fail. And when I told a few people about wanting to have my youngest daughter, I got a lot of, oh, what if this happens? What if you or the kids get sick? What if you have a medically fragile child? Or what if, what if, yeah. what if? And I I stepped back because I, because I knew these frameworks, right? I knew this framework. I knew these mindsets. And I said, oh, they think I'm asking for permission. Instead, when you invite somebody to support you, it's a different energy. It's more like I'm moving to Italy. I'm so excited. I would love your support. If you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. I I had to say that when I sent out a video to all of Mark's family, to my family and some of our friends, and I was pregnant, I was 12 weeks pregnant. And I said, I wanted you guys to hear this from me. I wanted you to hear my excitement and I'm pregnant (laughs) with Mark's (laughs) child. And I would love as much support as I can get. And if you want to support me, please reach out. But if you're not comfortable with this, if it scares you, that's okay. The difference in support versus permission is that their decision about whether or not to support you is not going to change your decision about whether or not to do it. And you clearly communicate that. You are not leaving it to a guessing game of the other side, what she's expecting of me. Yeah, You are telling, this is what I need you mm-hmm. you can do it. You can also have the right to not do it. Right. This is what I need. Right. And understanding that there is specific support 
and support from specific people. And sometimes those things aren't how you think they're going to be. So I might, when I'm starting a business, might say, oh, I'm I'm looking for financial support. And I say to somebody, hey, do you want to invest? And they say no. <laughs> but you want support from that specific person. So you say, okay, I totally get that. I really would love your support in particular. Can we come up with a different way for you to support me? Maybe mm-hmm. you can be... An, a, an advisor, or maybe you could help me come up with some marketing plans. And so when we can disconnect that permission and disconnect this need for our support to look a certain way, then you can have more people supporting you. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that is, and, and like you said, I mean, this is really all coming. It's, it's very all tied. They all tie together. They dance together, but when we know that, hey, I don't have to wait for a specific person's support to get started either. We can understand that at a minimum, just getting started, just knowing that there is no time to waste is going to get us a lot further towards our goal than wishing and hoping. And this is a perfectly way because I want to bring back to where we were going of the micro actions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also want to underline that uh, we, we are here in the mindset zone and yeah. the, we are speaking about also the mindset. You are saying the mindset, attending our own party and even the moment, not minutes. And now it's the time. It's a lot of mindset. And at the same time in the book, you are very clear when you say that in some circumstances, we have to uh, not uh, starting with mindset is not the best thing. And we have to start with action. And I love yeah. that. I'm always say here in the mindset zone, I, I in, in my talks, when I do this in public speaking, I am uh, one of the things that I used to say is that uh, I love mindset work. I even have the mindset zone podcast as <laughs> proof of it. And I will tell you here that mindsets are not do all and all. Mm-hmm. We have to do do things to make it happen. And that is your message. Sometimes the best way is just starting with that micro action. So tell us more about that. Yeah, I will say actually in all things, movement over mindset. And I say that not because the mindset isn't important because it is. It is easier to get things done when you understand your mindset, when you have positive thoughts, when you you have a great strong mindset. Of course it's easier. But None of us can have positive thoughts 100% of the time. And I see a lot of people kind of blaming mindset or staying stuck trying to fix their mindset before they get into action. They're waiting for inspiration. Yes. I, I always say if you are banging your head against the wall, the best thing that you can do is go for a walk. Or yes. taking a shower. To have do a dance party, something. do something. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, I mean, we'll circle back now to the to the D because when you have your damn manifesto, when you've decided and, and then you know the direction you're moving in, then the micro actions will be moving you in that direction. Because I don't think it's great to just like throw spaghetti at the wall and just get into action without clarity. That's where it's chaos. But I, once you have that, like that 
that larger goal that I call it your damn manifesto because it's your touchstone that you're moving towards, then the micro actions are going to help you. They're going to, we get into action and inspiration catches up. We don't get inspired to get into action. So the micro actions are the smallest possible action that you will actually take. And if you are feeling frozen, then your micro action is not small enough. So just before you and I started recording today, I was telling you how I've had a couple of times where I've been recording my own podcast and the microphone wasn't connected correctly. And so you were saying, you know, that's the beauty of a checklist. And those are micro actions. And everything we do is just a series of micro actions. It's just that over time, they get bigger and easier and we don't have to think about them as much. You know, now, instead of saying, okay, open my computer open the program, plug the microphone in, put my headphones in. I just think record a podcast episode. When you go to drive a car, when you're 16 and you're learning, you think open the door, sit down, (laughs) check your mirrors, you know, buckle your seatbelt, turn the key, look back. You have all of these steps. These are micro actions because you're not used to it yet. But now I'm like, hop in the car, go pick my son up. Still doing all those things, still buckling my seatbelt, still checking the mirrors. So people sometimes will say, oh, you know, micro action, it's just too small to make a difference. But it's not. It's going to get bigger. And I I have to go back to another thing that you said, that is the clarity. Mm. I was reading another book and one of the image that the author was telling is that there is that uh, quote, uh, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Absolutely true. The problem is sometimes is that the step is in the opposite direction that we want to go. So having clarity about where we want to go, I think it's one of the first things that we have to do and decide in your process of deciding a lot of it is getting that clarity, correct? Oh, yes. So the deciding is choosing your yes. And your yes is the thing you are willing to make your top priority for now. Doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. It just is the thing that right now you are willing to say no to other things because you're so excited about bringing this yes to life. And so it really is the what, it's not the how, it's the what do you want your life to be? What do you want? What do you, what do you want to create? So for me, when I think about my yes, it's sharing the damn framework with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible. That's not the how. The how is through podcasts, a keynote speaker, through my book, all of these things, but the what is the thing I'm always moving towards. And you pair that with what I call your six dimensional why. Because I, when I hear people say, what's your why? Or Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. They rarely go deep enough. They're they're in the right direction, 100%. You should know your why. But you want to look at a fully fleshed out why. Because when you don't do that, I always say you can't hang your big dreams on one flimsy little why. (laughs) Has to be grounded. Well, it has to be grounded and it needs to. The reason there's six dimensions is that 
when one dimension isn't holding up, it's, it's, it's not holding up its weight. The others can. So the six dimensions are financial, emotional, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. So if we're thinking about a business and we want to do it to make money, when you're not making money, when they're in that June and you've made $0, it seems a lot easier to go get a job. But if you've also tapped into emotionally, it's going to make me feel so proud and physically I can work from home so I can see my kids more. Or for me, spiritually, which is spiritual is mission, not religious. It's this is my soul's purpose to share this framework. So for me, like my mission, my spiritual, my purpose is that this is my soul's purpose. I'm This is what I was put here to do was to share the damn framework. So on the times, on the months when my business isn't making as much money as I would like, I'm not going to scrap it because I am going to rest on the fact that this is my soul's purpose. And I'm going to go back to my damn manifesto and I'm going to take micro actions towards bringing it to life. And that will, that will get me there. That will get me to the result that I want. Love it. Love it. Love it. So where, and I will wish to have more time to keep this conversation, but where can people keep this conversation or keep this process going, learning more about this work, your work, your speaking, where they can learn more about you? Well, obviously you love podcasts, so you <laughs> yes. can go listen to my podcast, yes. which is called All the Damn Things. And you can also get my book, Your Damn Manifesto, and you can get that on Amazon or go to yourdamnmanifesto.com, which gives you the book and all the other things that I am up to in the world. Love it. And I will make sure that I will put all those links in the show notes of this episode. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Expanding possibilities, the mindset Thank you for listening. And remember to follow this podcast. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That really helps us spread the word about the Mindset Zone. Also visit Mindset.Zone. Yes, instead of .com, is .zone. There you can find amazing resources and more information about my speaking and how I support purpose-driven individuals and organizations increase their impact while preventing burnout. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. <laughs>